With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the DKH2P podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, and we've got to talk about yet another disappointing loss. Your Pitt Panthers dropped their third straight in a row, 31-19 to Miami on the road. Miami, of course, ranked number 13 coming into this game. Pitt's record is now 3-3 three and three overall, 2-3 and three in the ACC. Lots of disappointment to go over here. In this first segment, we're going to talk about the game and what happened in it. In the second segment, I'm going to go in more about some about what's about you know the comments after the game and where that leads me to see this team and the program and where it's headed and what needs to happen. But first, this game, like all pit games, was a mixed bag of great moments to keep you interested, but just continuing to pound you if you're a pit fan. With trying to with with giving you hope and then snatching it away. Now, as usual, Pat Narduzzi does not announce who he's or who who's injured or what. He doesn't give official injury status on his players. So, you know, we were led to believe that Kenny Pickett was feeling good and that he was doing better, but we were not given any indication in the media that Penny Pickett, Kenny Pickett wouldn't travel. We were said that he was doing better and that they're still watching him, and it depends on how he practices this week. Well, Kenny Pickett didn't even make the trip. He doesn't go, which means Joey Yellen, the, trans- the, the redshirt freshman transfer quarterback from Arizona State, gets his first start of his career. And in this game, I wasn't mad at Yellen. He played a good he played a good game for a first ever start against a number 13 team in the country um and a team a team that you know on the road right you know a defense that that's that's given pit problems in the past uh Yellen finishes this game 22 of 46 for 277 yards and a touchdown I mean he he wasn't phenomenal but he made some really good throws and he like Pickett had to suffer through uh, the, the complete lack of a ground game. The pit had officially 22 yards on the ground, though it was more like 44 minus Yellen's sacks that he had to take. Um, but uh, but you know they, they their run their running game was non-existent. Um, they had several drops. Shocky Jack Louis dropping passes, which he was like one of the guys I didn't see drop pack, passes. But once again, Taysier Mack dropped multiple passes. Um, 
Jared Wayne caught caught the ones caught some of the ones that were thrown his way, but then there was a there, there was a, there was a really bad drop from Taysier Mack that was just uh Shockey Jack Louis dropped another third down conversion with right there. The one guy that that Yellen was able to rely on was Jordan Addison, that freshman from Maryland. He went off in this game. And both of them actually had historic games for Pitt. Addison finished the game with eight catches for 147 yards on 13 targets. That 147 yards is the most by any Pitt rookie wide receiver since 2013 when Tyler Boyd went off against Bowling Green in the Little Caesars Bowl. On the, on the same side, Joey Yellen's 277 yards is the most by a Pitt quarterback in a debut since John Thurman played, debuted against Penn State in 1999. So good jobs by two freshmen getting the job done here. But I'm not going to let Pitt <laughs> get off this easy with this segment. We're not just going to come here with roses and flowers. No, this was a travesty because... Not just because they lost, because losing was to be expected. This is a top-ranked team. Pitt's been struggling. You just wanted to see them put up the good fight that if they lost, it would make you say, you know what, there's something to build on there. But all that's been left is more questions. We go to this game. First touchdown that that, that Pitt's defense gives up is on a play action and a, a T-shoot play where basically uh, De'Eric King, Miami's quarterback, just like fakes the quarterback draw, the entire defense freezes. Cameron Harris, the running back, just runs a wheel route right up the middle of the defense, and it's just wide open. Nobody touched him. Nobody walked, ran with him. Nobody accounted for him. He walks into the end zone, and it was just, it was embarrassing. It's like, all right, well, that happened. But the problem is those embarrassing plays kept happening. As the game goes on, uh, Pitt, it, again, their offense was struggling. Um, they weren't able to get it. They weren't able to get it done a whole lot. They had five red zone possessions. Four of them resulted in field goals. That's not a recipe for winning. But the offense scoring 19 points legitimately gave the defense. Hey, okay, said, hey, if you can stand up and hold these guys uh, out, out, you know, make this, make you know, hold them under 17, then you know they got a chance. But they couldn't. As the game went on. Um, the Pitt, Pitt, Pitt's defense got a stop with a Rashad Weaver sack in the red zone on a third down. Uh, they looked like they were about to force Miami to kick a field goal. And then all of a sudden, Tyler Bentley, right as, right as De'Ara King's going down, accidentally grabs his face mask. That wipes out the sack, gives Miami a reset. They throw a touchdown pass to a wide-open tight end. Though I mean, that touchdown pass wasn't, this wasn't a schematic problem. That was just, hey, you know what, they just kept knocking at the door. But the other touchdown passes absolutely were a problem. Now, you remember me talking about the Pitts problems last week with leaving guys in single coverage and having them run down, you know, having leaving Jason Pinnock against players like Zay Flowers for Boston College who were just roasting them? Well, this week, Pitt left nobody in coverage because on that first touchdown, like I said, Cam, Cam Harris runs right down the sideline. The second deep touchdown pass that De'Ara King. De'Ara King, King finished this game 16 of 31, four touchdowns. I mean, he was, he, it was just, and the three, three of those touchdowns were just to wide open guys. Uh, on, the, on another one, uh, this his second long one of the day it was a 38-yarder to Mike Harley. It, Harley just sort of ran a wheel route down the sideline, pin up. Ran with, uh, ran with a with a guy down the middle of the field, and uh, he. But, but the problem was that Paris Ford was already there and on that man, and uh, that caused a problem. Harley was wide open, and you could tell 
it was Penix man. The way Paris four, as soon as as soon as the touchdown was scored, you can tell it was Penix man. Um, uh, because Paris looked at him, and anytime a um, any anytime a uh, you know a, a safety is in the middle of the field and he's arguing with a cornerback about who was supposed to be on the sideline, usually it's the cornerback. And especially in this situation, I'm going to trust Paris for the guy who's going to the NFL. Um, uh, but um, and, and it was just but it was just another big gaff um, by 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 by, by Pitt's secondary. And it just kept coming in this game. Now, granted, there were some really big plays by, made by the secondary. Uh, Paris Ford, uh, it, late in the late in the first half, uh, Miami's trying to extend their lead. The, Miami's up 14-3. Paris Ford reads a, an out route, jumps it, picks it, and uh, takes it into in, uh, down to like the 12. And that sets up a field goal that makes it a one-possession game. And then the time when I really thought Pitt might have a chance in this one was because Miami wasn't putting them away despite all these mistakes. And Marquise Williams, the uh, the redshirt sophomore cornerback, jump you know he jumps a route uh, another one down the sideline and Derek King and he returns it to the one and that leads to Yellen throwing his first touchdown pass as a Pitt Panther. Um, and you felt like maybe the maybe the Pitt's got a chance here, but <laughs> we should know better, shouldn't we now? Because uh, as much as as much as you want to see Pitt succeed, you you know from all the heartbreak, from all the struggles, that there's there's going to be there, there's going to be something else that's coming on. It's like you're looking over the sh- for your shoulder for the for the next mistake, and it came with another wide open touchdown pass for De'Eric King. This time it was called an F shoot, is what Narduzzi explained it after the game. But basically, Mallory, who's the tight end for the Hurricanes, he lines up. Uh, behind the line of scrimmage and kind of just goes across, you know, at, at the snap of the ball, it's like a fake run. Derek King does the same sort of thing he did with the first play, fakes like he's going to run the ball himself. The entire pit defense freezes. Mallory sneaks by, no one touches him, and he runs for 45 yards for a touchdown. And in a game where Yellen's offense was able to at least put up some points, where you were at least eight, where he was at least able to. Um, to to you know put you know, put up points and give you a nineteen points even though ten of those points were directly because of Pitt's Pitt's aggressive secondary creating turnovers these are the places places where the defense had to hold up if they were really going to be a great defense this year these were the things they could not allow great defenses can't give up three big huge touchdowns to wide open guys if Derek King threaded the needle if he was hitting guys down the side and the way Phil Djokovic was doing it for Boston College last week uh the way that uh, we saw Malik Cunningham do a few times for Louisville it'd be different but Derek King just threw wide open passes you didn't challenge him and then you saw when when Pitt was lined up and forcing him to hit passing windows their secondary was killing it they had two interceptions when he tried that if they were able to maintain that, if everything was there, I don't think these touchdowns happen. These are three wide open touchdowns. You take those three touchdowns off the board, it's ten points for Miami, and that's not even including that. that that's that's even saying, hey, you can have the face mask one where Pitt extended your drive for you. But these were self inflicted problems that the defense had on itself, and it put the it put way too much pressure on Joey Yellen in this situation. Pitt suffering another tough loss. But what's really the interesting part of this loss is were the comments afterwards. And it made me wonder, where are we actually expecting this team to go? I'll answer that right after this. I'm Alex Rodriguez. 
And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to the DKH2P podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. So let's get to these post post uh, post game com- post com- yeah, post game press conference comments. There you go, Chris. It's not even a tongue twister. Get it together. But um, if you follow me on Twitter, and you should at Carter Critiques, you probably saw my tweet um, about the uh, about 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 Pat Narduzzi because during this game there were a lot there were a lot of questions. You know why were the guys running wide open? Why did the why did they fall for this? Why did they fall for that? And then there was a really good question asked by Chris Peak during the press conference, and he asked about this running game, the Pitts running game that has been stagnant, can't get anything done. They 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 they, they can't really go anywhere. Kenny Pickett was the team's second leading rusher. He had the most rushing touchdowns on the team with five coming into this game. He asked Pat Narduzzi, "Is like, hey, uh, so uh, about your uh, about your running backs, uh, you, you had Todd Sibley who made his first start of the season for Pitt. Um, Sibley got four carries for 23 yards, an average of 5.8 yards per carry. Add in another catch he had for seven yards, and he's average. He averaged uh, six yards per touch in this game over five touches. And Chris Peake's question was simple." Why didn't you keep going back to him? You've been struggling for a running game. You've been using a lot of Vincent Davis and and uh, AJ Davis came back in this game. It was good to see him back, but uh, Vincent Davis, uh, by the way, took nine carries for zero yards in this game, and he that's the most carries of anyone in the offense. But when asked why why Sibley, you know why didn't you go to Sibley more? Narduzzi's simple response was I don't call the offense. Now, he compounds it a little bit more by saying, you know, hey, you know, I, I don't know why we didn't, but that was a huge red alarm for me, and I tweeted that out immediately when he said that. And uh, the, the the full quote um, comes from, you know, he tries to, he tries to like, uh, bring it up a little bit more, but his full quote is, uh, when asked that question, he says, uh, quote, I don't make calls on offense. Um, he said, Sibley did have some rushes early. I'm not sure of the why or the what, but we're trying to rotate those guys back there and see who could go. Who cares? I'm not even going to finish the quote. At that point, that's the point here is that, yes, we get that Pitt, that Pitt is trying to find their running back. But when you get a guy with, that's having success, all we've heard is that they want to ride the hot hand, ride the hot hand. Sibley had a hot hand and you didn't ride it. You didn't even try to. And it's so bizarre to me. It's just so bizarre to me that this is the route that, that, that they went. And then for Narduzzi to put this off on Whipple, and yes, you know what? Whipple, his offense ain't working, man. I still don't get the whole point of running over to talk to the talk to him on the sideline, the whole quarterback thing. I I I never get that. I don't I don't care. I, I just I've run out of patience trying to 
trying to pretend that it's something that I just don't understand because I'm not a football coach in my life. Um, but when Narduzzi says, I don't make calls on offense, that's a clear, that is a clear passing of the buck to Mark Whipple there. And you know, he's right. Mark Whipple does make calls on offense. But the problem that I have with that is that Pitt, Pitt's problems are way more than the offense. It would be different if the defense played, played spectacular and the offense just stunk to high heaven. It'd be very different if we were talking about a uh, if we were talking about you know this defense, you know they. If you remember, if you're a Steelers fan, back in two thousand two, when Tommy Maddox returned from injury against the Texans, the defense, the Steelers defense allowed like less than a hundred yards, and the Steelers lost because Tommy Maddox threw two pick sixes and then fumbled a uh, a snap that resulted in a recovery that was returned for a touchdown. Tommy Maddox gave up three touchdowns on his own. And that's how Pitt, that's how the Steelers lost to the Texans. If that was how Pitt lost this game, that would be different. Because then it's like, hey, you know what? These are the obvious problems. We're, we're, we got to address them. But the problems are mounting everywhere. When it was just when it was just uh, Syracuse getting one big pass to Taj Harris, or you know Louisville getting a big run from Gerald Hawkins where he just was walked untouched up the middle of the defense. When it was one a game, it was understandable. It was like, hey, you know what? Slip ups happen. These are kids. You know that they, they, they'll work to get better. They'll clean this up, but they're not cleaning it up. And every week we're being told, you know, they're detail oriented. This is the best senior group. This is the best. And I'm not, I'm not maligning the kids. I'm not maligning the players. They are. They, they, I, they, I do see them fighting. You do see Paris Ford out there balling out, trying everything he can, being frustrated when they lose. But when you, when you keep saying that you're going to work on these details, and all we've seen is the details have gotten progressively worse. That's alarming. And sure, Mark Whipple may call your offensive plays, but your play, your problems are much bigger than just that. And I understand you got to deal with problems one at a time and you got to identify them, but Narduzzi has to start producing answers soon. And I'm not here to say that he's going to get fired. He should get fired. I'm not doing none of that. I'm simply saying that this ship that Pitt has going right now, it's going in a bad direction. And this was supposed to be an inspiring year. Maybe not a nine-win season because there were, what, what, only 10 games, 11 games? Maybe not an eight-win season. But hey, if it was a seven-win season, it was like, hey, they went seven and three or whatever they would have gone, and they took two ranked teams with them. Like, you know, if because they, they beat Louisville, which, you know, Louisville's kind of Louisville now, right now. But if they had snuck Miami and, and uh, you know, or, or Notre Dame and Virginia Tech, there might be some semblance in there. And if the defense had proven, like, hey, our identity is we rush the pass or we stop the run, we're great at that, and we will keep we will keep this offense in the game. But they're not even doing that anymore. They've given up three straight weeks of 30 points per game. 30 points to NC State. 31 points to Boston College. 31 points to Miami. This defense isn't supposed to be doing that. Now, granted, I do think Pitt is bringing in better athletes right now. They got young talents like Joey Yellen, like Jordan Addison, like Kalijah Kanzi, like Servakia Dennis. They've got young talent on the team. They're, they're building that. But the thing is, is if you want to attract those big dogs, if you want to attract the guys that are going to the Penn States, going to the Ohio States, going to the, the Clemsons, the Alabama, you want to pull those guys in, just from Western Pennsylvania. 
in Central Pennsylvania. Like, get, if you want to compete in your own backyard, you've got to give them a reason to go. And if you can't at least show that, hey, we may lose some games, but we lose fighting hard, and you'll be proud to play for this team. If you can't show that, you're going to start losing those recruiting battles even more. And that's what this is about. Everyone knows that Pitt wasn't going to win a national championship, or let alone an ACC championship this year. This wasn't about them getting to the college football playoffs, if there is a college football playoff. That's a whole other story. This was about setting a tone that things are different now, and that this year, Pat Narduzzi has all of the seniors he needs. He's got the captains. He's got players like DeMar Hamlin, Phil Campbell, Kenny Pickett, Jimmy Morrissey, Patrick Jones, Rashad Weaver, all these seniors that know what it's like to be part of the program, that know the expectations set in front of them. And again, I don't blame these kids because it does seem like they do know what, the, what, what what's at stake. They do seem like they do care and they do they are hurt by these losses. But the problem is that these the questions as far as how to get those answers aren't coming right now. And more questions keep building every week. Pitt has to stop the bleeding. Our doozy has to stop the bleeding. Whether or not it's Mark Whipple who calls the offense, and Mark Whipple does call the offense again, but whether or not it's on Mark Whipple for the offense or it's on this guy for the defense, he has to he has to bring this this problem. He has to plug all the holes that are leaking in that ship that we were talking about. Because right now that ship is sinking and Pitt is scrambling for answers. Narduzzi needs to come up with some of them, or it's gonna it's gonna be an even longer season than we thought it would be. That's the DKH2B podcast this week. Um sorry I can't come with better news, but hey, Pitt fans, hang in there. I'm with you. I'll be keeping up the reporting on Pitt and uh, on it. You can read my game story on this that goes into more about that accountability sense of what we're really looking at here with Pitt right now, what Pat Narduzzi is doing. We can get, you can read all that on the website, dkpittsburghsports.com. It's all there for you. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, tune in. Tune in for DK Sports Radio. We've got a big week for you. Steelers-Browns is this weekend. Um, we will we will be covering that in full force for you on Sunday, uh, and of course the DK or the DK Steelers podcast will be back up and running one Monday recapping that game. Don't forget subscribe to the to the DK uh, podcast network. Uh, you give it rate it if you run Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Leave five stars. Leave a leave a positive comment. Doing so really helps out the show. Thanks to all those who already have. We appreciate you very much. Follow me on Twitter at Carter Critiques. And hopefully next week we're talking about maybe a crazy upset against Notre Dame. But whew, after this one, it's tough to it's tough to stop just to keep believing that that's eventually gonna come. But hey, I'll be here either way, right here, the DKH2P podcast.